You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot of BYU football news we'll get to on today's podcast. Talking about one of the big storylines entering spring ball, and that's the story of Neil Pau'u coming off of suspension after being arrested last summer. He spoke to the media earlier this week. We'll let you hear from him and also talk about his return to the BYU football program. We'll also get to an exclusive one-on-one conversation I had with BYU tight end Isaac Ray. A guy who's expected to push for a big playing time this season. Had a chance to speak with him about what he expects to do during spring ball and also get some of his thoughts on the tight end group as a whole. So we'll get to that on today's show as well as catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A new power couple at BYU has just cemented their legacy. We'll talk about that. And of course, we'll catch up on all the other news that you need to know on today's edition of the podcast. We are proud to be part of America's number one daily podcast. Network, and that is the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, it is your team, in this case, BYU, every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get going. This is Locked On Cougars for March 5th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to join us here on Locked On Cougars. If you're new to the show, hey, welcome on in. Glad to have you guys. Glad you found this podcast. As I've said multiple times, this podcast's aim is to be the one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know, as well as the insider information that you cannot find anywhere else. So make sure you hit that subscribe or follow button on whichever podcast provider you're listening to us on. That way you never miss a daily episode of this show as we are with you Monday through Friday talking BYU sports. Today's show, we're going to start off on B- with BYU football. Neil Pau'u is a name that has really been in vogue this week. A lot of stories written about this young man uh, as he returns to f- good standing, I guess I should say, with the BYU football program. Of course, last summer, he was arrested on suspicion of DUI, later pleaded guilty to a reduced charge of impaired driving, spent an entire year on suspension dealing with the legal ramifications of his arrest, as well as the honor code review, the under went with the university at BYU, but he is now back in the good graces of the football program. He was around the program his entire time he was he was sitting on the sidelines, playing on the scout team and the like, but it's been a really cool transformation to see uh, Neil from when he first showed up at BYU to what he is doing currently. We're going to get to some of his comments that he made to the media earlier this week in his first media um, availability since his suspension. We'll get to that in a moment, but I wanted to talk about the fact that this is a player that could be a real impact guy for BYU coming off a redshirt season. Uh, Pau listed at six foot four, two 215 pounds, and he is all of that. He is a very big wide receiver. If you were to put on some weight, it'd be very easy to see him potentially playing tight end, but I think BYU likes what they have in a wide receiver of that size, a guy who can really jump and go up and get the ball. And if you guys, so many of you have been with this podcast since its debut, and we're over 400 episodes in at this point, but throughout the season, we have our practice insiders, people who are watching the entirety of BYU football practices, weigh in with their thoughts and share it with us that we share with you guys in turn. And in talking with some of the 
insiders last year, kind of mid-season, down the stretch, run of the season, they kept saying to me, hey, just so you know, Neil Pau is really really looking good on scout team. He's a man amongst boys out there. He's running very strongly. He's going up and catching routes. He is giving these BYU defensive backs everything they can handle when it comes to scout team. And I thought that was a really cool thing to hear. And I also heard from a BYU staffer who's directly involved with the BYU football program that he believes that Neil Pau could be one of the best wide receivers that they've ever had in the recent memory. And I'm not saying that he's on the same level of a Cody Hoffman or an Austin Colley, but in terms of recent memory, they think he could be a real difference maker for BYU this upcoming season. And he's got a big opportunity staring him in the face as we head towards the 2020 season with three seniors departing. There's a lot of reps and a lot of production that was lost in the wide receiving core for BYU that a guy like Neil Pau could really step in and really fill a void that could benefit the Cougars immensely. So you hope that he's got his head on straight and it sounds like by all accounts he has done that. So here you go. Some of the comments from Neil Pau earlier this week as he he talks about his kind of his new role as almost a mentor for people who have dealt with the same situation he dealt with over the past year. Uh, for sure, tough, uh, lonely. Try to figure out some things, but I think it's been probably the biggest learning experience for me just overall. Uh, outside of football, trying to figure out what I want to do after with God, spiritual relationships, so a bunch of different things, which has been super, super good for me. So, yeah. It's like dealing with consequences of decisions and things like you had to deal with, you know, because um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't an easy situation. Yeah. No, you for sure have to grow up, I guess, faster than probably you want to, especially with the media trying to <laughs> seek out some answers and stuff. But um, you definitely learn a lot just about yourself. You have the strength of your family, friends, which first and foremost, I want to thank everyone along the process from when it happened in June to, to where I'm at now. Um, I want to thank my flag football team that I joined, uh, basketball guys that I played Tuesdays and, or Mondays and Thursdays, um, the football guys on the team, and especially parents, um, and then people from my mission, and then my own siblings as well. I want to thank everyone uh, for just sticking with me and telling me just to continue to press forward type deal. So it's been way, way good, and just excited to be back and back with the team. How big of an impact was Butch? Just, I mean, he's, he's uh, he been was, through the football year. Yeah, so I have God, parents, of course, but he's kind of just been – in a sense, my rock, he, we grew up together, fought together. Um, so whenever I needed something, whether it was just clarity or just, I guess, some moral support, I went to him for sure about everything. So, Why like are you wearing him. a red hat? Oh, it was just kind of the outfit that I decided today. Um, I don't know, red kind of just went with everything, so that's why I'm wearing it. So. What do you think you could bring to the wide receiver group this year? Uh, I'm just excited just to be back. Um, there's going to be a lot of learning even for me, I know. Even if I practice today, there will be a little rust, but I'm excited just to be back, and I know what I can do. I just want to put that forward and show the coaches that they can trust me in certain situations and stuff. Why weren't you practicing today? Uh, so insurance. Insurance policy hit me today this morning at like 1130, so try to figure it out all before practice on the phone with a bunch of people, but hopefully by tomorrow I'll be able to go. Even though you weren't able to play, we saw you on the sideline. It seemed like every, every game last year. How yeah. hard is it to just – you know, not be able to get in the game and have to watch your team from the sidelines. Yeah, I think the fake it till you make it type deal was for sure one of the, I guess, phrases that I kept in my head that sooner than later, time heals all wounds and time was able just to come to where I'm at now and happy just to be back. Was there ever a point in time where you thought, you know, I might not come back, I might just go somewhere else? Um, I, it, it crosses your mind for sure. Um, the thought of leaving probably wasn't as 
uh, big just because my brother told me to stay, but then Kalani. Uh, Kalani's probably the biggest reason I ended up did like staying. You touched on this a little bit, but mm-hmm. what did you kind of learn about yourself during the last year when you didn't have football? Because it's always been there for yeah. pretty much your whole life. So. You learn, I guess, what the next step. A lot of people don't know what to do outside of football and their next steps and next going. So hopefully I was able just to figure out some of that stuff. And, oh, the last thank you, I want to thank uh, First Colony Mortgage. Um, I was able to work with them and a bunch of people that are there if you need uh mortgages and stuff settled that you should go to them type deal but they've been super super thankful i want to thank them and especially the owner Corey for sure so so have you stayed in school and are you close to graduating yeah so hopefully with this semester and then spring and summer terms i should be able to graduate this december is my goal what in uh exercise and wellness with a minor in business so we shall see how it goes you kind of mentioned this with Sean, but how much how much more you know sitting out a year did you, did you gonna help you appreciate you know the, the times that you can play? I think for sure a lot. You just learn a lot about yourself. Thankful for a lot of things that you were blessed with that you took for advantage or took for the word is granted. Yeah, took for granted. So that was a lot. You're not the only one that's, of course, made mistakes or yeah. choices you wish you had back. And we've had a recent situation with a teammate where mm-hmm. he made maybe some decisions that weren't the best. Yeah. What's it like having gone through that to being able to be there to help other guys that maybe go through situations where they made mistakes or bad choices? So it, it. it was cool when Chaz, um, when that all happened, he wasn't the first person that's hit me up. There's friends from back home and friends that I've made out here that have hit me up about their own situations with DUIs. So it's been cool just to be able to relate not only the process, but then the learning pains that grow with it. And if they're serious about overcoming that, then it's been it's been super, super cool to be able to find certain people that are not part of football, certain girls that they've been able to overcome it as well. There you go, Neil Pau, BYU wide receiver, and it's fantastic to hear him saying that he is helping people around him. He's he's kind of doing the whole thing where he was had a person help lift him up, and now he's tur- in turn turning and helping lift others up. And a guy like Chaz Ayu, who has his own legal ramifications, a new legal issue in his own situation, it's cool to hear a guy like Neil Pau who is saying, hey, I'm willing to help these people. I can talk to them because I've walked the walk that they are now walking, and I can talk to talk as well and help them out and it's cool to see that so i think the newfound um i guess elder statesman role uh, i know that elder statesman is very funny to say about a 20 year old young man but a guy like Neil pau he's been through where a lot of these people have been and can now in turn say hey you know what i've been where you're at i've been down in the depths where you've been and guess what you it, things get better and i think that is a fantastic fantastic thing and I'm wishing nothing but the best for Neil Pau as he gets ready for a junior campaign that holds a lot of promise if he can stay healthy and really capitalize on the uh, on the early returns that he has shown in his BYU career at wide receiver. So uh, we're, we're rooting for a guy like Neil Pau to play out well. Another guy that we're rooting for is Isaac Rex. A redshirt freshman tight end really came on strong down the stretch run of last season. I had a chance to speak with him exclusively one-on-one after media availability earlier this week. We'll get to that conversation here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, as I said as we open this segment, we need to be a one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news and insider information 
information that you cannot find anywhere else. Did you know that listening to this podcast is as easy as using your voice? You don't have to lift a finger to listen to this podcast. Most of you, if not all of you, have a smart device, whether that's a smartphone, you've got smart speakers, there might be, I don't know, smart earbuds at some point. All you got to do is tell your smart devices, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and it's right there for you guys. Like I said, you don't have to lift so much as a finger to listen to this show. So make sure when you're out and about driving around your car, you got your phone plugged in, tell it, hey, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, or if you just got downtime at your home, killing some time, do the same thing. That way you'll always be up to date with the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and by extension, you'll be the smartest BYU fan in the room. All right, guys, Isaac Rex is another name that BYU fans are going to want to get to know in short order if you don't know it already. Whereas number 83, he's a tight end, six foot six, 247-pound prospect that I'm very excited to see what he can do as a redshirt freshman this coming year. He came on strong down the stretch run last season after coming home off a of mission last summer. Uh, during the bowl game in the Hawaii Bowl, you saw him on the field extensively, and this year, with Matt Bushman really being the headliner at tight end, BYU really needs to look ahead to the future and find guys who are going to be able to kind of carry the torch forward in the tight end group for BYU. The good news is they've recruited a lot of highly touted tight ends in recruiting classes over the past few years, none more so than I feel Isaac Rex. He is the son of an All-American at BYU and a two-time All-Wax selection, Byron Rex, uh, just an absolutely phenomenal player. He served a mission in Samoa for the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, like I said, got home last summer and really worked himself into shape and down the stretch run of the season last year in November and December really came on strong and is expected to really take another step during this spring on into the 2020 season. Uh, he's got all of the bloodlines to be a great in, in BYU history. He's got ideal prototypical size for a tight end. Uh, during the first day of drills, the media observation on Monday, he actually caught a pass in traffic and a defensive back and Granted, they weren't wearing full pads. They were only wearing helmets as part of the NCAA-mandated acclimatization period. But he caught a pass in traffic that DB just kind of came up and tried to just to um, punch it out. And Isaac Rex just... just covered it up, stared at the guy as he trotted out of bounds, and you can tell he's got a little bit of swagger to him. It was cool to see that, and if he continues to develop like he has so far, I'm telling you guys, BYU's got a guy in the pipeline as soon as Matt Bushman's eligibility expires that could really step up and really take the reins of this position group, if not really kind of run right alongside Matt Bushman this year. I had a chance to speak with Isaac Rex after media availability earlier this week, and let's get to that conversation. Here you go. BYU tight end Isaac Rex with myself, Jay Catch, on Locked On Cougars. First day of spring ball, how's it good does it feel to be back? It feels good. It feels like we just uh, got done with our bowl game, but also like it felt, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It felt like it was long, but also short at the break, but um, it feels good to be back. It's always fun to play football, so get out there. What's been the biggest focus for you guys in the weight room and the training program to this point? I feel like the biggest focus was just to get bigger, faster, stronger like everyone else. I feel like more or less we focused more on speed, and now we're trying to put on the pounds so we can play with some of the, the more uh, bigger uh, like Pac-12 teams and Big 12 teams. But we're, we're definitely putting on the pounds, and we're looking good. So. We saw you get more and more actions as the season progressed last year. Where do you feel you're at 
today versus where you were at maybe at the bowl game, if that makes sense? Yeah, so I got a good amount of playing time in the bowl game, and it was it was fun to get out there and play. I feel like we're still all competing, though. Uh, Matt is obviously the lead tight end, but me, Carter, uh, Bentley, we got uh, a lot of guys that are, are really good, and we have a lot of good tight ends, so we're constantly competing and, and seeing who's going to be that probably number two uh, come fall camp. What have the coaches said about you guys? Because there's a number of highly touted tight ends on this roster. Are they plan on using more than one in most situations they feel like, or have they even indicated anything like that to you? Yeah, I'm sure they're, we're going to do the same thing as we did last year, a lot of 11, a lot of 12. We have uh, good players all over the field. Uh, our wide receivers are great. We got Neil back. We got Gunner. We got Dax, and they all got a lot of time last year. And then we also have Matt, and we have me and Lupini. So we're we, we got a lot of guys back on on offense. So I feel like we're going to keep it pretty similar, but also switch up a few things. Were you surprised when Bushman decided, "Hey, I'm coming back"? Um, I know he. I heard he was going to go third round. So <laughs> I was I was more excited than anything. Matt's Matt's the man. He's probably the nicest guy around, and. Where we have a good relationship with him, and so uh, whenever you have a guy who's had what 120 catches in his career, man, that's a big target, and he's going to help us a ton this year, like he did last year and the years before that. What has he helped you in most in terms of your time here so far? Um, he's he's definitely kept me grounded, mm-hmm. as in he's he's helped me kind of realize that it's not about you personally; it's about the team. Matt Bushman, he's a real team guy, and he cares a lot about. Um, how the team does as a whole and he wants to be better as we've been in the past like everyone has been Um, and so he's been here for three years and he just wants to keep working and and keep showing everyone that he's the best tight end in the nation you have a dad who was a pretty good player here in his own right how has he helped you in the transition back off your mission etc my dad was always on me on my mission (laughs) off my mission He would send me workouts to do on so when I was in Samoa. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he would. Uh, he he was being a dad, and he's he's definitely pushed me to be the best I could be. Um, sometimes I kind of get off track, but he keeps me on track. So my dad, he's been there before. He's had I think 90 catches in here, his career here. So he he told me once you get 90 96 catches or whatever, like more than him, then you can talk back to me. So he's uh, he's definitely. He's really helped me out, though. He, he's, he knows the game also, so he's a, I'm definitely lucky he's my, he's my father. Does he, does he watch film and kind of send you notes of, what, hey, you, you can improve this type of stuff, type, that type of a thing? Yeah, he, he's, he's always watching my film, and he's always uh, sending me notes. And whenever I go back home, he's, he's teaching me, coaching me up. So we go and work out with another tight end uh, coach named John Allred, who's down. He's, he was my tight end coach in high school, and... Uh, he's just constantly pushing me to get better and better, and he's he's always uh, coaching me up. And but he's also been a father first, and he's helped me with a lot of other things, so <laughs> more than football. <laughs> yeah. When I ask you about your brother Preston, yep. what kind of player is he? Preston's a stud, man. He's he can play any position, slot, safety. Um, he's fast. He's a little smaller than me, but he he can move, and he's very uh, smooth, uh, very good. Um, very uh, good catch, pass catcher. Mm-hmm. He has great ball skills, and he's going to be a good player here, but he's going on a mission first, so mm-hmm. we won't talk about him for another couple of years, but I'll probably play with him, so it'll be fun, yeah. Last thing for me, what are you looking to accomplish during spring ball? Um, I just want to get better with basically my steps. I want to kind of 
get better with my route running, just kind of everything. I feel like I have a lot of room to improve, but I also feel like I've gotten a lot better since I've come home off my mission. So I'm happy with where I'm at, but I'm not satisfied. So I'm going to keep working hard and keep going this spring and um, try to compete for that second spot. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. There you go. Isaac Rex, BYU tight end. And you heard him say, hey, we're all kind of competing. Him and Bentley Hanshaw, Lemma Peely, my, a lot of these guys at the tight end room, they're trying to become that number two option that guys like Moroni Lalu, Putu Tao, and Dallin Holker have been over the past couple of seasons alongside Bushman. I think the odds on favorite to fill that role is Isaac Rex. Like I said, prototypical size, six foot six, 247 pounds, and still has plenty of frame to put weight on to. I don't know how much you necessarily want to put on to him, but he could weigh 260 pounds, I feel like, and be just as effective at two, as he is at 240 pounds. So best of luck to Isaac Rex. We'll be watching him going forward. And like I said, that's a name you're going to want to pay attention to because as you heard him talk about, he's got your young brother, Preston, who's not necessarily a tight end, more of a skill player, a safety defensive back wide receiver type. But the bloodlines with their father, Byron, who's a former All-American of BYU, the Rex family could be really good to BYU over the next three, four, five years. And that's fantastic to see. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll catch you up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Before we do that, though, uh, a request for you guys. I say this a lot on this podcast, but I'm building this audience with Locked On Cougars. And I have to say, the audience numbers have just been growing and growing and growing. I'm telling you guys, it is phenomenal to see what we're doing here with Locked On Cougars. But I've got a request for you guys that you've heard me say before, but on the podcast providers you're listening to us on, make sure to leave us a rating and review, particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And the statistics show that the majority of you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Well, leave us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews are worth their weight in podcast gold because when Apple or another one of these podcast providers sees people really liking the podcast and giving it high ratings, well, their uh, their algorithms that they use on these podcast providers, that means they're going to start promoting it more. It helps us find BYU fans and in turn helps and in turn, excuse me, helps BYU fans find us. Like I said, our download numbers, our audience numbers, the overall listenership is just up month over month over month and it is awesome to be doing what we're doing and I thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show because without you guys, none of this is possible, honestly. I I love talking BYU sports but the only reason I'm still doing it and the only reason the people keep having me do it is because of you guys. They see these download numbers so I request for you guys, leave those ratings and reviews, five star ratings on Apple Podcasts, leave a short tidbit about what you like about the show and I really do thank you guys in advance for helping us out here on Locked on Cougar. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with another national honor for Ed Stone. He is named the MPSF Coach of the Year for the indoor track and field season, uh, Men's Coach of the Year. It's the second season in a row that Stone has been awarded the Conference Coach of the Year honors. He led the Cougars men's team to their second straight MPSF championship, backed by four individual titles and four top three placements. Awesome to see BYU men's track doing great things in the indoor season. And also one other thing coming up here, the NCAA. NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships will be in Albuquerque, New Mexico next week. BYU's men's and women's team will send 11 different athletes in 13 different categories 
to that meet March 13th and 14th. So best of luck to the men's and women's track and field teams as they go and show out in the indoor season. Obviously, the outdoor season begins shortly thereafter, where I'm expecting BYU is going to make another run at having a bevy of athletes competing. Um, One note for you guys, you probably saw this a couple weeks ago. It was a viral internet sensation. Uh, But uh, on the men's side of things, Zach McWhorter, he is the number two all-time pole vaulter in BYU history. Well, he had an unfortunate incident where a pole, um, when he was doing a pole vault, hit him in the nether regions and required, I believe, something like eight stitches or something like that to close it up. 80 stitches? I don't remember. It was an awful injury, and I don't need to rehash it completely. You can Google if you want to learn more about it if you did not see it already. Well, he's actually headed to the NCAA Indoor Championship, so he obviously has recovered enough to compete, and we'll be rooting for a guy like that because he's a viral internet sensation. Every website around the internet was writing about him, and it's cool to see him back uh, competing, and we'll be rooting for the men's and women's track and field teams as they head to the Indoor Championships, and also another congratulations to Ed Eyestone on that MPSF honor. Another power couple has been uh, com- has been put together in BYU uh, athletics. Well, for BYU basketball just defensive stopper and stalwart Connor Harding got engaged just, I believe, was it yesterday, the night before, to BYU basketball star Paisley Johnson. Now, this is a power couple. These are both high-level basketball players. I would, If I'm BYU's basketball coaches, I'm offering any and all scholarships to any one of their kids, their future children right now, whenever that recruiting class is, here you go, son or daughter. You've gotten a scholarship offer to BYU. Congratulations to Connor Harding and Paisley Johnson. It's a big life uh, step to get engaged, especially when both of these athletes are high-level student athletes playing in two high-level sports. Hey, my hat goes off to them, and congratulations to both Connor Harding and Paisley Johnson. Fantastic to see, and wishing you guys nothing but the best of bliss moving forward there. One final note for you guys, or I guess a couple final notes, is the Thursday schedule for BYU sports. BYU baseball opens up a three-game set against Oklahoma State in Stillwater today. That'll be at 3 o'clock Mountain Time, streamed live on ESPN+. Also, the BYU radio network will have a radio call of that game. The women's softball team is in action today as they play against number 25 Fresno State in their first game of the Bulldog Classic there in Fresno, California. Live stream online on the Mountain West Network if you want to listen to that game. There's also a live stream of the play-by-play. You can find it at BYUCougars.com. And then the big matchup, the first of two. Number two BYU men's volleyball faces off against number one Hawaii men's volleyball tonight in the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu, Honolulu, Hawaii. These are two of the biggest and two of the most anticipated matchups in men's volleyball in recent memory. It is going to be awesome to see. there. You can watch it on Spectrum Sports. I believe you have to have a subscription to catch that if you want to watch it. Also a live stream on BigWest.tv. You can check out. Go to BYUCougars.com. Uh, game is scheduled to start at 7 o'clock Hawaii Standard Time, which I believe is 10 o'clock Mountain Time here along the Wasatch Front. So if you want to stay up late watching two of the best men's volleyball programs, well, I guess I should say the two best men's volleyball programs in the country go head-to-head, you can do that. There'll be a rematch of that or a 
second game in that series tomorrow night. So there you go. The Thursday schedule. Best of luck to the softball, men's volleyball, and baseball teams in action today slash this evening. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You can follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch, and feel free to drop us a note anytime by emailing us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Love to hear from you guys, get your insight, etc. Still looking for some mailbag questions for a mailbag segment on tomorrow's podcast, so send those in now to social media or via email to us. Love to get your guys' thoughts on the podcast and give you guys a shout-out as as well. All right, thanks again for joining us. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 5th, 2020, and we will talk to you tomorrow.